Frack, 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 there you go. Ha 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 ha. That's the F bomb for sci fi fans. Okay, and this is the breathe in, giggle out portion of the show. Okay. <laughs> crack a joke, you can get it going for an hour. Don't tell anyone, but this was definitely the most fun podcast that I've been on yet. And I've been on a few. We're in conversation anyway. Josh, Liberty, we're going to have company! You're listening to the Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards podcast, featuring interviews with your favorite speculative fiction authors. We'll be discussing their books, their fandoms, and their writing processes. So sit back and enjoy another exciting episode with your hosts, Aaron DeMott, Josh Hart, and Liberty Spidell. Welcome to episode 22 of Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. I'm one of your hosts, Liberty Spidell, and today on our show we have Amy Brock McNew. Amy is the author of the debut novel, Rebirth, which is a demons and angels and an interesting protagonist all wrapped up into one cool book. And we had a lot of fun talking to Amy. Amy is a friend of all three of ours, and it was a delight to have her on the show. In episode 22, we get into why Amy wrote Rebirth, and that sounds a lot like a lot of reasons behind a lot of authors for writing their books. And I, I think it'll just be a really familiar story to a lot of authors. There's also a cathartic background to Rebirth, and Amy also teases about the sequel, which is uh, titled Reconciliation, which I think she's hoping to have out by the end of this year. You'll hear the story about why Amy got some crazy looks from her neighbors in the process of writing Rebirth, and quite honestly, that story is worth the entire interview um, because it's absolutely hilarious. You'll have to hang on and listen to that. And we also talk about some of the freaky things that Amy ran across in the course of research and how off some of it was factuality-wise. So that's what is coming up on today's episode. For anybody who is interested, Aaron is still doing a Good Reads giveaway of his book, uh, A New Threat, and you can find that by going to his page on Goodreads. That is going on through July 1st, so I would urge you to go and enter that. And he is still only giving away one copy, but maybe if he gets a few extra entries. I think I looked last night and it was up to about 150 entries. Maybe, maybe, maybe he will do either another giveaway in the near future or add a couple of books to that. Uh, that's about all we've got going on in Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards world, so without further ado, here's the show. Welcome to Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. I'm Liberty Spidell. I'm Joshua Hart. Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. I'm here with Obi-Wan Kenobi, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Don't don't laugh. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) 
Too broke an Amy. Hey, you guys broke Amy first. Normally, it's Liberty who cracks. I'm cracking up, but not as hard as she is. Now, Amy, have you actually listened to the show before? Because it's going to get worse from here on out. Yes. Yes, yes, it has. Has will. That's not even the funniest intro yet. Oh my goodness! <laughs> In my opinion, you know, you know. Oh, for the church lady bulletin fan. We ain't kidding. That needs to be a sound uh, sound bite. It does. <laughs> Ten minutes of giggling later. Yes. Well, uh, intrepid, intrepid <laughs> listeners, uh, tonight on the show we have Amy, yes, Amy, Amy Brock McNeil. She doesn't just write speculative fiction, she lives and breathes it. Exploring the strange, the supernatural, and the wonderfully weird, Amy pours her guts onto the pages she writes, honestly and brutally revealing herself in the process. Nothing is off limits. Ew. <laughs> Nothing is off limits. Her favorite question is, what if? And she believes fiction can be truer than our sheltered and controlled realities. Visit amybrockmcnew.com to learn more about this intriguing author. Welcome, Giggles. I mean, if you don't Amy. know how to spell it, the link will be on the blog. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight, Amy. Thank you for having hey. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's really not that funny. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> oh. You know, I am very. I know what I've been insulted. <laughs> so, Amy, to start things off, we have a few Another rapid fire questions. Another ten minutes of giggling later. Yes. <laughs> we have some rapid fire questions. What is your name? What is your quest? And what is your favorite color? Ah, my name is Amy Brock McNew. Um, my quest. That 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 was a hard one. I, I uh, aside from world domination, uh, <laughs> there's I, I would like to create, <laughs> I like to create worlds that are similar to ours but different, where people can escape but they can also commiserate with the characters, um, identify with them, and I, I I like to show that in my characters that what you see is not always the whole story that you have to dig deeper. And your favorite color? My favorite color, yes, red. Or red and black. Yeah, Yeah, Amy just flung off the bridge. Whee! So, Amy, tell us about Rebirth. About Rebirth. It's it's a story about a young woman named Liz Brantley. Um, she's been given this gift that she thinks is more of a curse. Uh, she has the ability to see into the spiritual realm, so the angels and demons that are around us every day, she sees them. Um, once she hits adulthood, they actually start attacking, and she has to fight. So 
she's decided that she's got to protect her family and everyone else she loves, so she takes off, getting into all kinds of mess along the way, trying to get rid of this curse, as she calls it. Uh, when she finally comes back home, it's, it, it gets rough from there. <laughs> um, like judging yeah, from the I, cover reveal, What was that, Erin? That also judging from the cover reveal, she's been given a pretty sweet sword too, huh? Yes, always. The, the, there's always got to be a great sword. Yeah, she uh she gets home and uh, not only does she uh encounter this demon that's been drawn to her abilities, that's now wreaking havoc on her hometown. Her ex shows up with all of these secrets, <laughs> and they all have to do with Yes. Um, and then there's the angel that shows up claiming to be her guardian mm. and says he's going to guide her. Um, so now, and it seems like the choice between good and evil would be cut and dry, but for Liz it's not. And we get to follow on that adventure with her. It looks wonderful. Mm. I am, I'm interested in reading it very soon. Hey, what made you want to write this book? This book, um, it wouldn't leave me alone, uh, especially since a lot of this story is mine, a lot of the personal experiences that Liz goes through, her past and everything. Um, I actually didn't want to write it, <laughs> but like I said, it wouldn't leave me alone. Um, it, it had you to be sneak written. sneak in and tickle your um, in the middle of the night? It, yeah. Sometimes not a tickle. Sometimes it was a little rougher than that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, uh, you know, stabbed to the gut every now and then. Um, I just, I, I want yeah, anyone who reads this, especially young women, um, to see that we all have a call on our lives and that no matter what you do or how far you run, you can't get away from that. And the, and the same thing with your problems. Um, and then, too, it, I mean, in addition to that, this is the story that I wanted to read. This is the one that I couldn't find, something that was... Supernatural, paranormal in nature, had a good dose of romance without all the graphic sex scenes, which is virtually impossible to find now. So mm -hmm. I just decided to write it. Oh, cool. Yeah. And what was the best part of writing Rebirth? <clears throat> the best part. Other than getting it to quit The best part now. and the worst part? Do what? Other what than was that? the best other than the best part of being for it to be, quit tickling you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good, too. <laughs> Actually, the, the best part and the worst part are the same thing. I know that sounds weird, but it was reliving some of those things from the past and then, of course, adding to it um, for the fiction element and then having to hash all that out and work through it, But it, which was grueling. I, it's, I, I always say guts on the page. This was a total guts on the page situation. Mm -hmm. But then once I got through it, I was able to see how far I had come, who I was then versus who I am now. And that was a great thing to see. It was it was something that I needed to see. I didn't, uh, you know, some things that I hadn't worked through, hadn't thought about in a while, didn't think they were bugging me and come to find out, hey, they were. I didn't realize that until I wrote it. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was a really great thing. It was a the self-discovery. Mm -hmm. That, was, that was the greatest thing. I've always said that uh, writing is one of the best forms of catharsis that there is. And it Absolutely. certainly sounds like it was for you. Yeah. It, it, it definitely was. 
Good. Well, do you have a favorite character, and if so, who is it? That's a loaded question. It's um, <laughs> a good thing my characters aren't real and can't hear this because some of them are, you know, they might get a little bit ticky about that. Um, <laughs> I, I love all of them, and of course, I'm especially fond of Liz and Ryland, my my hero and heroine. But there is this angel named Sidriel, and he would have to be my pick for favorite. Um, we don't see a whole lot of him in Rebirth. His big role comes in in book two, Reconciliation, when his charge comes into the picture, um, which is Ryland's little brother, by the way. So there's a Nate. Yeah. He's lots of fun. Lots of fun. But, but um, Sidriel is this snarky, sarcastic, quirky angel. Mm -hmm. He's got this fascination with all things human. Humor, food, relationships, everything just fascinates him. And it all comes out in the strangest ways. <laughs> you know, he they're sitting there eating popcorn and he picks it up and smells it and then throws it across the room because apparently he don't like it. And then bacon he loves, you know. Um, <laughs> but just writing, he's like, he's like the only angel in the book that actually gives Liz a run for her money in the sarcasm department. He was just, he was just a lot of fun to write. Like I'd like to see him come to life on the screen and see how somebody could bring him to life in real who, time. That would be uh, cool. Off track mm -hmm. question: Who would you cast in that role? Ooh, good question. Okay, if you've ever seen Legion, I can't remember this guy's name. If you've ever seen Legion, he's the one that plays. Um, gosh darn it! <laughs> he plays that. Uh, I believe it's Gabriel. It's the darker one. Huh? I'm not familiar uh, with the character Gush Darnett. I'm so. pulling up IMDb right now. Uh, that is Paul Bettany. No, Paul Bettany is actually the inspiration for um, Ari, uh, Liz's guardian. Um, okay. So. Is it Gabriel, the character? Yes. It's the one that plays Gabriel. Okay. Kevin Durand. Yes. Yeah, Kevin Durand. That is the inspiration for Sidriel. That is Ooh, who he I looks like he can play the sarcasm role very well. Yeah, I don't know why. I just I thought of this and as they were the first two angels that I'd come up with in the book and immediately for Ari I was like, Paul Bettany, that's it, that's all. End of story. <laughs> And then I thought of the guy that played Gabriel, and I'm like, okay, that's Sidriel. All right, that job was easy. <laughs> <laughs> he was in X-Men Origins, too, in the, hmm. the Wolverine movie. I forgot about that, yes. Apparently. <laughs> so what's something that the Rebirth would be surprised to know about either you or the book? Hmm. I, I was trying to come up with something. I, I, sh I share a lot, and I'm pretty open, and, you know, I don't like to talk at all, so, you know, nobody knows anything about me, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, um, but the one thing I could think of that uh, it actually might surprise some people is that all the fight scenes in the book were choreographed by me and my husband. He's a Taekwondo instructor, oh, and um, I studied Muay Thai uh, for three or four years before I met him, um, and so... When when we're writing a fight scene, um, whether it's got blades involved or whether it's just hand to hand, um, normally they don't use firearms because you know those are kind of useless against demons. But um, 
all these fight scenes, we acted out every single one before I wrote them. I would get an idea in my head of what had to happen, who needed to be where, what had to go on here, who was involved. And then we would act them out. We would um, either break out the Boken or other pra uh, practice swords, go out in the yard, hmm. and here we would go. <laughs> cool. Our neighbors probably think we're nuts. Well, what, I wonder what your neighbors thought about that. <laughs> most of them, um, we've lived here for going on 11 years now, so most of them already know us, so, you know, they know we're gonzo already. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think we freaked out our, our new neighbors. They were like, oh, the McNews are at it again. They're going to be divorce any day now. <laughs> These poor people over here, they're, they're right next door, so our backyard's right together. They're always out in their backyard, too. And so we're out here. We're not padded up or anything. <laughs> And the first night they saw us, we were actually using real katanas instead of the practice swords. <laughs> so that got us some interesting looks until we realized they were watching us and had to stop and explain what was going on here. And then we went, oh, okay. And what made it worse is the neighbor is a detective. <laughs> We look over and we're getting this eyeball. He is, I mean, memorizing every detail. And we're like, oh my gosh. But, uh, huh. but yeah, that's they're you're all acted out. Every sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just hope he doesn't look at my search history and then put all that together because yeah, that's way more than circumstantial evidence. You'll That's be on the good. NSA no-fly list anytime, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> so he is also one of the other people who will be driving to Railmakers this year. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I am, but not for that reason. <laughs> sure. That's the party line, and we're sticking to it. So, did you feel that uh, Rebirth had to be written in uh, the setting that you chose? Um, and how would, have a, how would a setting change have changed the book? It most definitely had to be in this setting. Um, for one, the main reason the town in the book is patterned after my hometown of Batesville, Arkansas. Um, set in the foothills of the Ozarks. There's just something about it. There's no other place in the world like it. It has its own charm, its own je ne sais quoi, if you will. Um, but that, that whole southern flair and um, the sights, the smells, uh, the flora, it, it's just, it had to be there. Mm -hmm. um, it, I mean, I could have put it in a different setting, but I, I just don't think it would have worked. Um, the, the rural setting, like I said, the landscape, everything is part of the whole experience, and I could have made somewhere else work, even another uh, rural southern town, but this whole thing for me was about the connection, mm -hmm. and I, I think, I hope, I have been told that yes, I have brought that out in the story, and that it is a big part of the story, because um, mm -hmm. I kind of, I, I think the setting of it is another character, and yeah, it definitely had to be there. Hmm. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> so, what is your favorite scene in the book? 
you guys are just intent on asking all these hard questions. Okay? <laughs> yes, my yes we are. And I don't appreciate it. Um, <laughs> uh, there's actually a couple, but if if I if you're just absolutely going to make me pick a favorite, um, the scene that most stands out is one that takes place um, a little over halfway through the book. It's outside. They train in this old barn out in the middle of nowhere because, you know, swords clanking and all that stuff wouldn't be good, you know, in town. People might ask questions. Um, so they're training out here. There's a little pond out to the side. If you've read Rebirth, you know where I'm going with this. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. Love it. Um, the reason it's my favorite is it shows it really, really more than anything else, I, I think. More than any any love scene, any fight scene, any breakdown scene. It shows the characters more. It shows every aspect of Ryland, every aspect of Liz, all in this one scene. And it's, it's a very pivotal scene. Um, I'm trying to, I don't want to give it away, so I'm trying to say how I can see this. He finally has enough of her being stubborn um, and not getting what he's trying to tell her. And so he decides to do something about it, something a little bit unconventional. Um, and, of course, the angels, they just stand back and watch, you know, because um, they're, they're at the point where, yes, this has to happen. She has to have some kind of breakthrough, and apparently he's the mm -hmm. only person that can get through to her. Um, so after he does what he does, that's when she has that moment as mm -hmm. well. Him. He's had that moment where he's coming to the end of his rope. He's going to do something about it. This is his last chance to, for lack of a better word, save her in his mind. And for her, this is the moment where she realizes what she's been doing and how she's been making this harder on herself. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's really pivotal because that's when that's the turning point when things really start to change for her. Um, her personally and spiritually, and then them together as a couple. Mm -hmm. So, and it's 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 funny. the 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 first part of it is just hilarious, mm -hmm. and then you get to the end of the scene, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's it runs yep. the gamut. So, I, I love scenes like that. They take you on a roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. <sighs> What's an interesting thing you had to Google or research in the course of writing this book? Hmm. The, that would be the angels and demons, um, which is really the only thing that I had to research um, for this one. Um, and that got really interesting. There is a lot of misinformation and a lot of just freaky stuff out there that, that hits you wrong. As, I mean, almost as soon as you get to the web page and it comes up. Um, I've never encountered <laughs> things like this before. Um, uh, so very, but very interesting. Um, it was just really, and it was really hard. What surprised me is that it was really hard to find sound, substantial, biblically based information about hmm. demons and angels. A lot of it, you could, I mean, they were just way off in left field. Um, huh. Yeah, stuff that just really, like you read it and, and you just felt it in your spirit that, wow, this is not good. <laughs> um, some of it even sounded good. It sounded like it could come from the Bible and everything, and it was just, it's very weird. That was, I think that 
is the most that I've ever spent on research. Um, even when I was in journalism and uh, writing in-depth articles, writing medical articles and everything, I've never had to do such in-depth research and never had to dig so hard to find good information. Mm -hmm. um, so that was very interesting. <laughs> All right, so are they? Who is your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero. I refuse to pick just one. <laughs> asking me to pick just one of something. Um, so I'm going to be the rebel that I am, and I'm going to pick two. Uh, Gamora oh. from Guardians of the Galaxy or Black Widow. Those oh. are my answers. <laughs> okay. I actually got some uh, feedback um, when I sent books out for uh, endorsement and uh, some of the first reviews and everything that that put Liz, my heroine, in the same category as Black Widow. So that was like really cool. And um, nice. you know, it was an established author that I really respect that said that. And so I, and she writes great, great warrior women. So I, I was very excited about that comparison. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, who is your captain? Not just from Star Trek, but among all captains in the speculative world, who would be the one you would serve under? Josh already knows what I'm going to say. Yeah. Malcolm Reynolds. Malcolm yes. Reynolds. Hands down, no question. That was an easy one. <laughs> High five. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but... So many yeah. good choices, Nick. Right. What's your favorite quote from Specfic? It's from Gandalf. That's do you an easy have one. a favorite quote? Yes, I do. I do. From Gandalf, oh. because I love Gandalf. He has all these wise things to say. Well, I guess Tolkien has wise things to say, but you know. Um, Many that live deserve death, and some that die deserve life. Do not be too eager to deal out death and judgment. Even the very wise cannot see all ends. Nice. I... That one just resonates with me. Um, people are quick to judge and judge harshly um, in every area of life and quick to anger. And mm. Very much so as I was. Um, I think that's why the, this one hit me so hard. I'm like, I uh, have dealt with that a lot of my life with um, anger and rushing to judgment. And so this one just really resonated with me. Listener question: Which muff, uh, Muppet is most like you? Most like me. Okay, my husband would say animal. I'm gonna say the Swedish Chef. Because <laughs> I, I, I like to make the voices. I love the Swedish Chef. He's my favorite. He's <laughs> crazy, and he's crazy in the kitchen. And every time I cook in the kitchen, there's there's flour and stuff everywhere. It's not. <laughs> But yeah, my husband would probably say animal. Because <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> yes, you are, and we love you for it. <laughs> it's a good thing he's so mellow. <laughs> we even each other out. 
So thanks to Cindy Kep for sending in that question. Uh, we're going to try to do that a little bit more through the podcast. Um, so if you're listening, watch for it on the nights that we record, so or a day or two before. So. Yep. Um, so are there any authors that you would recommend? Who are some of your favorites? I have a lot. I, I had to narrow them down. Um, first of all, Tosca Lee. Demon is probably one of my favorite books ever. Um, just so that's a shout out to Tosca, who will be on our program next time. And Tosca rocks, and I'm really excited because her latest book, Progeny, actually releases the same day as Rebirth. So we've been talking and kind of mutually celebrating our release days here. Um, and she did an endorsement for me too, so that's uh, cool. I'm like, yeah, awesome. I'm definitely. Recommending cool. her, um, so that, that that I was stoked. I didn't expect that. <laughs> um, I, I was honored, truly. Um, and then uh, Ronnie Kendig, that girl, she can write. Um, her military stuff is is just the bomb. And and uh, Embers, I've gotten it started with all this release day craziness. I haven't been able to get back in, but so far it's like I don't want to put it down and leave it sitting there. Um, it's just she's raw. She writes raw and real, and and I like that. Um, so yeah, those those would be my top two. Um, another one is uh, Michelle Israel Harper, and I have to say something about that because she's another one that has written about demons and angels, and she's got this book, uh, these two books, uh, the Wisdom and Folly Sisters, and it's completely about angels and demons and she writes at she writes about them from this fresh perspective that's just it's intriguing I, I like it um, and I, I think everybody else will too so yeah there's a shout out to Michelle there cool, cool. excellent excellent All right, yeah what's up next for you and when can your readers what is up next for me <laughs> yeah, I heard it. I didn't hear it. I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of um, I'm right now. I'm writing book two, reconciliation. We're about eighty-five percent through with the first draft of that. Um, this one's going a lot faster because the story world's already established and everything. Um, hoping, crossing fingers, toes everything to have that out maybe by the very end of the year probably early next year um, and then the one right after that will be 2.5 um, it'll actually be a novella uh, telling the story of two of the secondary characters um, their story was too big to be contained in somebody else's novel but not big enough for their own novel so we're giving them these okay. little novellas in between each of the larger stories um, and it will be called Resistance. Mm -hmm. um, so, and hopefully, um, it's already almost completely written. So, um, hopefully, just a couple months after we get Reconciliation out, we can get Resistance out. So, um, the series is coming along, and it should be rolling out rather quickly. It sure sounds like it. Sounds like it. And then I have an, another awesome. one in the works already. <laughs> We've already started research for. Um, Little more fantasy. It actually has an alternate universe. That this um, so it takes place in our world and in this other world. They straddle the worlds, um, and you're the first people ever to hear about that. Cool. So, I'm looking forward. Awesome. To it. Awesome. 
so, Amy, when, does when does Rebirth, Rebirth release, and where can we find it? It releases Tuesday, May 24th. That date is seared into my mind. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, at this very moment, you can go to Amazon, Kobo, or Nook and pre-order it for $2.99. That's a special introductory offer <laughs> for $19.99. But wait, there's more. <laughs> um, after that, the the paperback. As soon as I get information um, for physical retailers, I will give it to you guys. Um, waiting to work out some of those details, definitely on Amazon and through my website or from my publisher. Other than that, we will have that information forthcoming. Um, but like I said, okay. right now, get that pre-order on that ebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool! So, well, it sure sounds like. Uh, Rebirth is something that our listeners are should be going to pick up just as soon as it releases or get in on that pre-order. So definitely. Definitely. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, Amy. We sure Thank appreciate you. you talking about Rebirth. So. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. This has been another episode of Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. Have a question or comment? Email us at lasersdragonskeyboards at gmail.com. Our music is Flight of the Beast, Loop 1 by Jonathan Gear. Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards is copyrighted under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. This means if you're not-for-profit and you want to quote us, please be sure that you cite us. If you are for-profit, please get our permission first. You can find us at lasersdragonsandkeyboards.wordpress.com for detailed show notes, as well as on facebook.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time. So long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> <laughs>